USA Today just put out their bracket because that's where we're at. We're 19 days from Selection Sunday. So right, yes. right and left, people have put out brackets that are bracketologists. Mm-hmm. Nobody's named Tim Kruger. Uh, USA Today has Marquette as a three seed. Well, uh, a lot of people, including Tim, has him as a four. Has Creighton at a five. USA Today has Creighton as a five, uh, playing Southern Miss, opposite Indiana, which will be playing Drake, Ooh. which has made a run to get back near the top of the Missouri Valley Conference with Bradley. You like storylines? Yeah, I like storylines. Creighton and Drake playing each other, that would possibly be fun. in a round of thirty-two game. Like that would the be good cool. old days. But that the USA Today cool. has Indiana and Drake. I think IU has a better chance to go further than any Big Ten team, and that includes Purdue. Because hmm. I don't like Purdue's freshman guards this time of the year, and I think Purdue will be officiated differently than they're officiated in the Big Ten, especially Zach Eady. And I think that will impact their game. Eady doesn't get called for much yeah. in the Big Ten. I think when they get to the NCAA tournament, he will get called for more fouls, which means they're going to have to make a major adjustment. But with that said, tonight is a second-round NCAA game uh, at the Chai. It begins at uh, 7.30. Am I totally miss where Joey Brackett says Marquette? I'm like looking at between 3, 4, and 5. Maybe I just completely overlooked something. Does he have him as a 2? Which would be a shaka. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, no. Shaka Smart, coach of the year in the Big East? He has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gotten back to his player development. They have they have five guys that are NBA skill guys, and Colic has turned out to be awesome. Jones, as well. Yeah, he Shaka Smart's back to being Shaka Smart. At at Texas, he had no hair and oh, he was okay. off. Joey's got to miss three. Okay, so they're they're kind of trending. Yeah, maybe up to the three line. But at Texas, it always seemed out of sorts. Yeah. And he was never able to, you know, just consistently put years together. And he made the right move. There are some guys, I I, I keep saying this, there are some guys that are more comfortable at a basketball first or basketball only school. I don't know where you were in his last year at Texas. And the writing was on the wall. And I felt like that was an escape. I was pretty critical of Shaka Smart at Texas. Now, kind of looking back and seeing what he's been able to get back into, like his time at VCU, and as you, you pointed out, development, it, it does. I think I think it really does underscore the, the importance of finding that fit. And Shaka, it was amazing that Shaka Smart, some of the jobs that he did turn down, and I can't remember exactly, specifically off the top of my head, which ones they were right after like the, the VCU Final Four run. But there were some pretty interesting jobs that he was up for that he turned down to where you started, at least I had started to believe like, oh, there might just be one or two like big time jobs out there Mm -hmm. that you just can't say no. And I was surprised that out of all of them, Texas was the one that was able to get Shaka Smart to leave what he had built at VCU. But man, it was amazing how quickly a guy's stock just went down. And I I kind of, like I think others, I don't think I was alone, thought, man, some people are just better off coaching at mid-majors. Well, and and also, I, I think it, a lot of this And comes, that wasn't fair. Yeah, a lot of this also comes down to your relationship with an athletic director. Mm-hmm. 
So, Chaka Smart, remember, what was his second year? He had the Mo Bamba recruiting class. Yep. That had Jackson Hayes in Oh, there. they recruited very well. They, But they were always like four or five games over 500, yeah. and they were collecting apples playing in the NIT. Mm-hmm. And then his last year there, you know, and, and, and this is always the debate about Texas basketball. Where should Texas basketball be? You know, they've had really good players, but is Texas basketball supposed to be competing for a national championship every year? Sometimes I think the the aura of Texas basketball gets overblown. Mm-hmm. But his last year there, they went to the NCAA tournament. They were a three seed, but they got upset by Abilene Christian. Yep. So you would think a guy finally breaks through, right? What happened? People in Austin were wondering about his job security. Yep. And his buyout dropped to $7.1 million. Boom, out. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he he's out in March. And shortly thereafter, Woj is out, or you know, before that, Woj is out of Marquette, and Shaka Smart is hired. Yeah. It just I don't know exactly what his relationship was with the athletic director of Texas. I mean, that's a that's one thing. When things start to get sideways, you have to look at, well, did they have any kind of a relationship? Did they talk to each other? Mm-hmm. Like, did they go months without talking to each other? <laughs> did your boss come and talk to you when your job is on the line? Yeah. You know, are you hearing stories about, man, they're they're talking to such and such? Well, you're still in the middle of your job, and in that case, you're making a run to the NCAA yeah. tournament. So he is a much better fit. He looks more comfortable. He doesn't look as stressed. You know, he's growing hair, and he's back to <laughs> he is back to developing players. Yeah. And that has, I mean, this is Marquette is a surprise this year. You know, they are. I, I don't think Marquette. Nobody thought that Marquette would probably be at the top of the Big East. You know, um, they bet. You know, he's already taken them to the NCAA tournament, but I, he's just a. Another in the line of really good coaches in this league that are good coaches from player development standpoint. And I like what he's done with this roster. I don't know that they have enough to make a long run in March, but they're good enough to be a three or four seed. And as we've seen, they're good enough to win the Big East regular season mm-hmm. championship. And if they win tonight, just don't don't make them play DePaul, St. John's, or Butler. Just say, you walked into Omaha yeah. and you beat a team that of the top five teams in the Big East, if you're looking towards March, that it's tough to find many flaws in Creighton. You win in Omaha, you sweep Creighton this year, just give them the Big East championship. Shaka, yeah. for me, I, I, I'm also really I'm, I'm happy because I remember how good of a coach he was at VCU that you thought, okay, this is one of the bright stars in this league. We're going to see him go on to probably a bigger school, and he's going to be one of those coaches that's talked about. That, as I mentioned before, that conversation quickly changed. What's good to see what he's doing right now at Marquette. But the other thing is, and sometimes these coaches, they go through those moments, whether we're talking football, baseball, volleyball, whatever sport, you can sort of put that rising star at, at a mid-major level. They go into, they get their first Power 5, or in this case, Power 6 experience. It doesn't work out. And then you're kind of at that crossroads. Are we going to hear from this person again? Are they going to kind of be able to go back to how we remembered them before they got to that stop or not? And good on Shaka Smart because I, I get the feeling is I'm sure miserable of an experience that was for him, especially a guy who is as highly competitive as Shaka Smart is, to underachieve that many years at Texas. And yes, part of that is on Shaka too. But also being a young coach, it, you, if I'm in the Big East, I'm, I'm really keeping my eye on Marquette because what he has been known to do as a head coach 
and being able to develop, as you pointed out, Sharpie, but also going through that experience, the right type of coaches, the right type of minds in any sport, and we're hoping the same thing with Matt Rule, that you take sort of a failure, an experience where a lot went wrong, and a lot of it you can sort of point the thumb and say, yeah, that was on me, but if you learn from it, and you're starting to kind of find it like he is at Marquette, boy, he could be even better than what we saw at VCU. He's an interesting coach. So you could kind of start to see the writing on the wall in Austin. But everybody said he'll have options. If Texas fires him, Shaka Smart will not be unemployed for very long. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of coaches that probably fail at Texas are going to be swooped up. But but here, just this is we, we did this with the Frost hiring class around college football, how Jonathan Smith and Chip Kelly really are the only two that have done well mm-hmm. or or actually are still in their job that they were hired when, you know, the, the hiring cycle of 17 for the 18th season. The year that uh, Shaka Smart was hired at Texas, Iowa State had to replace a guy named Fred Hoiberg. They hired Steve Prom. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He kind of used Fred's players yep. and – they went to the NCAA tournament three or four years, and they were a four, five, and six seed. And they went to the Sweet 16 his first year, but he was with Fred's players. Yeah. Well, he came from Murray State. I don't know if you guys are following this or not, mid-major basketball. He's back at Murray State. Yep. Mike White at Florida. That looked like a really good hire. Mm-hmm. Mike White was coming from Buffalo. All right, good hire. Didn't work out. Mike White's still in the SEC. He's now at Georgia. Mm-hmm. We talked about Chaka Smart. The only guy that is still in his role that was a high-profile Power Six hire in that Shaka Smart hiring to Texas, Rick Barnes. Yep. Who? Where did he come from? Texas. And Rick Barnes has got Tennessee in the national championship mix now mm-hmm. every year. Chris Mullen was hired the same year. Bobby Sorry, gonna, Bobby Hurley, rough. Bobby Hurley, who is still at Arizona State. Yep. Ben Howland, no longer at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Avery Johnson, no longer at Alabama. Dave Lato, no longer at DePaul. That oh. was the year, the 2015 hiring class, the biggest hires, and there's one guy that's left, and that's Rick Barnes. And I, I still think there are a lot of Texas fans. I know this happens a lot. You get the don't know what you got until it's gone. And, and I, I remember hearing from some Texas fans, not close personal friends, but hearing a little bit of that chatter that you know some Texas fans felt like that was maybe a little bit more premature but others felt like, hey, you know what? We need to be better than we we are. Final fours aren't good enough. National championship mixes, that's where we need to be in. And Rick Barnes, he won a lot there. And he's showing it. And this he is took where them I, to a final four. Exactly. Texas never went to final exactly. four. Exactly. And that was was that the 03 final four? Yeah. Yeah. TJ Ford. And- yeah. They had a good they, good squad. But when I think of coaches that when I feel like maybe they didn't get the the runway that they had deserved. To see what Rick Barnes is doing over at Tennessee, there's no question he's getting the last laugh at that. He's he's better off now. He's doing he's in a program that he has a I think a much better direct path to playing in that final game than what he did at Texas. But yeah, now you look at Texas basketball since firing Rick Barnes had been great. Well, Rick Barnes could always recruit, and he's recruiting mm-hmm. to Tennessee. He's even able to recruit to Tennessee after he said a few years back that if UCLA would have paid his buyout, he would have gone to UCLA. Mm-hmm. He's a good coach, though. I, I've, I've always thought he's a good coach. Now, there's a little bit of the narrative like that you had with Scott Drew at times of, okay, in-game adjustments, especially in the Big 12, 
you know, when you're in some of those high leverage games, like Rick Barnes would maybe kind of be a, a deer in headlights, like Scott Drew. I, these guys can coach. Okay, there are going to be games that they get out coached, get maybe outmaneuvered. That happens. But look what Scott Drew has proved. You know, I, I think if Rick Barnes had been given enough time, they might have had that that magical year at Texas. And you know what? Good for him. Now he has an opportunity at Tennessee as well. But yeah, I, I don't ever believe in uh, it, And I, I thought the Scott Drew thing was sort of overblown a little bit. The Rick Barnes thing, you heard that a lot too. Of, mm, can recruit, can't really coach though, can't really develop. You know, gets, gets sort of rattled in games when having to make adjustments. But until you once you knock one down, no one ever says that about you. You know, Scott Drew now is, is thought of it in a much different light because they got a national championship. You tell me that his in-game strategy or ability to adjust is dramatically changed? No, because it probably well, was never that bad. I think the knock with Drew has always been he's able to accumulate talent and they're athletic, but when it matters most, they can't get it done. Right. Like, like the team beat Creighton in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I mean, that, that team was unbelievable, but he couldn't get it done with them. Yeah, he wins a national championship, so people are like, well, he's off the hook. But he has proven to me, and it, again, it's always hard for me to wrap my arms around, he's been there for 20 years, mm-hmm. is he has become a better in-game coach. But nobody can match what's going on in Lawrence. I mean, Bill, Self, Bill Self last night, again, put on a clinic. Yeah. When guys aren't playing well, your best players, how to win a tough game on the road. Bill Self, again, reminded everyone that he is the best coach in college basketball. He's in the Hall of Fame for a reason, and that's why we've said since we were in school, death taxes and Bill Self. Because it's true. Every year. He'll get his own march. Never been lower than a four seed. Now, I still like TCU. I think think Mike Miles, you can tell that he's still favoring that knee. Mm. And when he's healthy, they're a tough out. Yeah. Um, But last night, I mean, Jalen Wilson didn't play well. No. They they had some weird combinations. Thank God they have Dewan Harris, who's one of mm-hmm. the best passing and point guards in the league. He's playing well lately too. But they found a way to win. They again, they didn't score a field goal. They didn't hit a shot in the last four forty five and still won the game. And it's not like they were up by seventeen and right. TCU came back. That was a three four five point game Ugly, the entire night. Grinded out. Game. Well, and tournament like game. What TCU to did to Lawrence not too long ago too to go to Fort Worth and to have you pointed out it's a, it's a big part of that win. And it, again, goes back to Bill Self. If you were to sort of return the favor on the road to TCU, you would think one of two things would have happened. Either Jalen Wilson or Grady Dick would have a huge game. And neither one of them did. And Kansas has shown in the last month that they can they can win with Jalen having an off night. I mean, that's your guy. That's, that, that is your dude. And you look at what they're kind of developing around, and that bench is getting a little bit more deep as well. I saw that. You know, right in front of me on Saturday against Baylor. You know, you you've got something there where you don't need. And I thought that about Kansas going this year. Man, they're going to need Jalen Wilson to be Ochayabaji, and I don't think he can be. Now, to Jalen's credit, points per game way up. He's been able for the most part to be that guy. But when he's not, and I don't think he's built to be that guy night in and night out. They've got other answers. They can defend, and they got Bill Self. And you don't. Even though, right. Jamie, even though right. Jamie Dixon's a really good guy. Yeah, he is. All right, Sam McEwen from the World Herald is going to join us next on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.